guys. Today, we're going to talk about how to think about money when you're changing jobs or changing careers. So this is one of the major blockers that I see people running into when they're thinking about making a job change or a career change. They'll just go ahead and tell themselves, I can't make a change because I need to make money. Now, people will think this thought and then just totally stop problem solving. They will think this thought and then just resign themselves to staying on their current path forever, as if that's their only option. But so often, the mental analysis that this thought is based on is incredibly rough, rapid, unrigorous, and unthoughtful. If an analyst on your team presented you with a conclusion based on this kind of snap judgment, zero thoughtfulness analysis, you would seriously consider firing them. But because money is such a scary and intimidating topic for so many people, they accept this kind of shoddy analysis from themselves, and then they stay on paths that they hate because thinking about money more deeply brings up shame and fear and restriction and inadequacy. And the soft animal inside of you wants to get away from those emotions as quickly as possible. It just wants to take its hand off the hot pan ASAP. The soft animal inside of you prioritizes that short-term pain relief over everything else, even if that means that in the long term, you live a life that you don't like. So today, I'm going to give you more ways to think about money so you can slow your brain down, reduce your fear and shame and scarcity around money, basically just make the pan less hot while you're touching it, which can then help you do more rigorous and creative problem solving around money. And then come to better, more thoughtful conclusions about what you want to do next in your career. So let's break money down into three different components. Component number one, money as a tool. So these are the concrete things that you want your money to do for you and how much money it takes to make that happen. These are things like paying your rent, paying your mortgage, saving for college, for grad school, for a down payment, for your retirement, paying for fertility treatments or for care for your aging parents, groceries, nice clothes, vacations, home renovations, dinners out. This is everything that you want your money to do for you and how much money is required to do those things. Necessities, luxuries, all of it. This is very concrete. No shame, no drama, no meaning. It's very simple. I need X amount of money on Y time frame in order to get the concrete things that I will not live without. This is just how the machine of my life works. Now, you may not be used to seeing money in such a neutral way, but this is one of the things you'll learn how to do in coaching, how to take things that feel really emotionally charged and neutralize them so that you can see them more clearly and work with them more easily. Component number two, money as an emotion creator and as an identity creator. Most people don't think of money as just a tool to run the machine of their life. Most people attach a lot of extra meaning onto money. They attach emotions to their money, security, safety, abundance, ease, comfort, and they attach identities to their money. I'm doing it right. I'm being smart. I'm keeping up with my peers. I'm sophisticated. I fit in. These feelings and identities don't have real numbers attached to them. You might think that they have numbers attached to them. But what often happens is you get that amount of money and you still feel the same way that you did before. 
This is not like saying, once I have $10,000, I'll be able to buy this handbag. Oh, cool. I have $10,000 now. I'll buy the handbag. The exchange is complete. This is more like saying, once I have $10,000, I'll feel like a rich and sophisticated person. Okay, I have the $10,000. Wait, crap. I'm still the same person I was a minute ago, but now with $10,000 in my account. Why hasn't this hole in my psyche been filled by this money? It is really important to separate what amount of money you actually need to run the machine of your life in the way that you want to versus any additional amount of money that is not earmarked for any specific purpose and only exists to make you feel a certain way about yourself. Now, there's nothing right or wrong with using money to create emotions and identities. I'm not telling you to stop doing that or to only do that a certain amount and no more. I'm just telling you that you have a lot more options to create those emotions and identities than just getting a certain quantity of money. If you want to feel safe and secure and taken care of, or if you want to feel free and unrestricted and like you, like you can do whatever you want to do, or if you want to feel rich and sophisticated and like you fit in with your friends, I am all for feeling all those things. But starting from a place of I am not those things currently and then hungrily, desperately chasing money or fearfully avoiding any possible risk to your money and expecting that money to magically change the mental and emotional habits that determine how you feel and who you are, that is the least effective way of creating the emotions and the identities that you're looking for. So get really clear on how much money you need to actually live the life you want very concretely. And then also get clear on where and how you are using money to create emotions and identities for yourself, not actual concrete things in the world. And then start learning how to create those same emotions and those same identities with your brain, rather than with the external circumstance of money, so that you can untether yourself from those specific circumstances and give yourself more pathways to create the life you want. And by the way, this is exactly what coaching is about. Learning how to create beliefs and emotions with your brain, not with your circumstances, in order to give yourself more power, more ease, and more options. Component number three, your self-concept around creating, managing, and deploying money. This is basically what you think about yourself as a money maker, as a money manager, and as a money spender. For example, when it comes to making money, do you just accept whatever the market tells you as a given? Just kind of saying, oh, I have some hard skills and those are valued and I can get paid a lot for that, but nobody values my soft skills. So I'm just never gonna be paid well enough for those, even though I'm really good at it. Or are you confident enough in the value that you create that you can explain it to other people until you find the people that are willing to pay you well for it? For example, this might be someone saying, I can make some money whenever I need it because I know the value of the skills that I bring to the table and there are always people that need what I have. I just have to do a little bit of legwork and find them. Then when it comes to managing money, do you shrink away from the task in shame? Do you say things like, oh, I'm so behind on this. It's probably all going wrong. I better not even look. Or do you see managing money as an extension of your expertise? Saying something like, I manage my responsibilities at work, I manage my house, I manage my health, I manage my money. Just another thing that I'm on top of. 
And when it comes to spending money, do you think of yourself as selfish or lackadaisical? Saying things like, oops, that's me. I'm always surprised by how much money I spent. Or do you think of yourself as thoughtful and analytical? Saying things like, I always hunt for bargains. I always negotiate. I always find the smartest way of getting the most bang for my buck. Now, these are just a few options. There's an infinite range of things you can think about your own ability to make, manage, and spend money well. But the one thing that's certain is this. How good you think you are at making, managing, and deploying money will determine your level of creativity and persistence in solving money-related problems. Because when you think you're bad at something, you will run away from it. You will try to avoid it. You'll work on it in a really rushed and haphazard way. You'll just give up at the first obstacle and you'll try to get somebody else to do it for you. When you think you're good at something, you do more of it. You seek it out eagerly. You work on it calmly, methodically, and in flow. You keep on going through obstacles. And while you definitely take in advice, you never outsource total responsibility for it to anybody else. Now notice that I didn't say your current skill level or your current financial knowledge or your past results in making, managing, and deploying money will determine how well you'll solve future money problems. That is not what matters the most. What matters the most is how good you think you are at this. Because when you think you're good, you'll go out and get more reps, get more knowledge, and improve your skills and improve your results. And learning how to believe new things that you have never believed before, and not just thinking them, but really truly believing them, including a belief like, I am really freaking good at making money, managing money, and deploying money is one of the key things that you will learn in coaching. So guys, those are the three pillars of mon about those are the three pillars of thinking about money when changing careers. Pillar number 1, get clear on how much money you actually need on what time frames for real concrete things in your life. Pillar number 2, Learn how to create money-related emotions and identities with your mind, rather than only with money. And pillar number three, build your belief that you are good at making, managing, and deploying money, because this will lead you to do better money problem solving, and that will let you create more money whenever you need it. So here's what I want you to do next. I want you to do an audit of where you stand on these three pillars today. How clear and neutral of a picture can you generate of your factual financial needs? Where and how are you using money to create emotions and identities? And what do you think about your ability to create, manage, and deploy money? And how is your current state in those three pillars influencing your ability to create the life you want? Where is it empowering you and pushing you forward? And where is it restricting you and holding you back? Now, guys. Do not make this too sophisticated or too complex. Just dump out your current state onto a piece of paper. And then if your answers to those questions are anything less than an A plus in your mind, book a consult call and come talk to me about it. Do not try to clean your house before the cleaner comes or cure yourself before going to the doctor. That is a waste of time for everyone involved. Do a 10 to 15 minute audit of your current state and then come talk to me about what you found. And let's put together a plan for how you can get from where you are right now to where you want to be. Go to the link above and book a free coaching consult.